this is episode two <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, All right, but now we have to say a disclaimer, right? Where, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we are, are not financial advisors, <laughs> and we are uh, 20, 21 years old, and we don't know anything. So, as the Spotify description says, we just talk about random stuff. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Stephen, how was your week? My week, my week has been crazy. My my like the past two weeks, right? Has it been since we like a week and a half since we did the last yeah. podcast? I've had to tell my Publix manager that I can only work work one day a week because I am working forty plus hours at the office. Yes, oh, sir. <laughs> I'm going freaking crazy. I'm getting calls left and right. Super exciting, but like, yeah, both both jobs together uh, are <laughs> I can't work anymore. Well, no, but I'm I'm super excited one because I hate Publix, <laughs> and like I get to work uh, more in the office, and I also have a better routine because like when you work at Publix, it's not like a set uh, schedule, right? You're you're gonna be working. Some random hours one week, and it's gonna be completely flipped the the week after. Um, and kind of that's kind of how, yeah, basically that. So now I'm kind of happy because I didn't go to the gym every morning, which I like to do, and then just go straight to work after that. And it'd be more routine, make my body used to that schedule, and kind of like have a better sleep schedule and all that type of stuff. Kind of excited. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, today I recently um I handed out forty uh, postcards from my lawn mowing, and I feel like every one of them was a waste of money because I don't <laughs> I didn't really have like a, a strategy. I was just handing them out to like. Um, Where were you handing them out at? Riverside. Like... So I I was skipping all the the homes that were. You know, apartment buildings and okay. offices. But like, so so, did you knock on the doors, or did you just? No, no, no. I just put it in the mailbox. Um, put it in the mailbox. Okay, okay. Because this was during um, the middle of the day, and most people. Oh, so so fun store. fact. I actually was talking to uh my broker about mailbox uh ads, and it's technically illegal if you don't have. <laughs> A what? If, if they're not stamped, it's technically illegal to put it in a mailbox. Um, but but it is legal to put it on the door um, in most neighborhoods. Good to know. Wow. So, like, you can have door hangers on in most neighborhoods unless the HOA says you can't. Um, but, yeah, if it doesn't have a stamp, technically you're not allowed to put it in a mailbox. Eh, who's going to know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably won't get arrested, but that was that's what my uh, uh, broker told me the the other day. But he could just well, throw it on the front porch, though, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, you can just hang it. You can like slide it between the door post and the door. All right. Well, that's what I'm gonna be doing from now on. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 thought about doing that too. Um, apparently, the company has their own like kind of. Uh, card like nice like kind of door hanger cards you could stamp i can stamp my uh business card too that i might get a hundred of those and put them across my neighborhood just thinking about that uh, but but it's like what what you were saying aaron is like you're right like 90 percent of them 
possibly will be thrown away, right? It's that it's that like yeah. one to five percent that is your is your business, is your clientele. All I need, all I need is is one is one customer to pick up the phone and and call me and uh, and then that pretty much pays for for payback period is like a month. So, but still, yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Like imagine like the the millions of dollars like AT and T spends and like for the for their for their mail. Um, ads you get them like every single week the bugging you messing you even if you have it sometimes they yeah. just keep coming and it's like it, it's got to be working right e- even though most of them are being thrown in the trash mm-hmm. how was the how was the bike ride by the way i'm i'm really pissed i missed it uh did did, did that happen did everything go well yeah we went the whole way actually yeah. um and, yeah very surprising bike, uh, surprisingly Everybody except for Schmidt, he turned back at 10 miles, I think. Okay. No, maybe, no, seven and a half he turned back. But, yeah, actually, everybody made it. And I think it was me, Aaron, Paul Dalton, and then all of our legs were dead at the end. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, it's funny. I I had, like, leg day, like, two days before, and I was – I did such a light leg day preparing for – the bike ride because <laughs> I was so scared I wasn't gonna be able to ride bikes. <laughs> but uh no that's awesome. And but like yeah now now it's like nobody wants to work at the office on like weekends, right? So it's like me and two other me and like two or three other people that are like working the 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 office hours uh on duty on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Putting in that extra time. Yeah for real. And it's like, yeah, 100%. And what I've been thinking about, too, is um, um, the, the, the office hours are, are 9 to 5, right? Like r- regular office hours. But the phone still rings till like 6 to 7. So I might, uh, like, uh, and, and they said it was okay if I just, like, chill out till 6 or 7. And I, I, I might start doing that, too. All right. Pick up those extra extra phone calls. Yeah, like you'd be surprised, like how many, like so. I've gotten two people already that are investors from other places buying buying like investment properties, and they're just they're literally just trying to find property managers like to manage their place. Oh, have you seen the um the Ryan Serhan Bigger Pockets episode? So I watched a little bit about a little bit of it, but I I feel like anything Ryan said is so uh like Hollywood, you know? <laughs> like I sure. I watched like the whole thing about it. I mean, I bet it was uh not that bad because it, it, it it was more of a it was more of a like a business work hard type of a podcast. Yeah. It wasn't like investing or anything like that. It was cool I, that they got him. I enjoyed it. I like. I was listening to it today. Um, okay. He makes some good points. Um, no, man, like I can't blame him. Like, he probably worked his ass off. Yeah, he he makes the. Um, he was talking about a lot about like confidence and things like that. So. Yeah, he has like two books already. Right? One one just. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I think the. The. Like the thirty minutes I heard of it. Right. It was like. Um. The. The. The first book was like the tools to be successful and this one is like how to like talk to people and like social skills the 
use those tools mm-hmm. that like succeed in themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any Did you hear? Um, so TikTok, uh, they're doing like a, a jobs beta thing. They're trying to get in the job market, like a uh, job search. Oh, really? Know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Are they trying to rival like Indeed or like what are they trying to do? They're just uh, so um, so instead of like a like original like r- written resumes, you send in like a video of yourself, like a video resume um, to your oh your preferred <laughs> to your preferred like company or whatever. You know, it's funny. I've I've actually heard a lot about that. I think uh, Greg Card talking about that when i watch a podcast with him yeah. um, I, I i'm not surprised more I like just, now that everybody has a camera like yeah i'm not surprised if more people ask for video resumes i mean I, video interviews and resumes stuff like that i could see that going someplace it's in beta right now so they're just like testing it out but i don't know that's gotta be one of the most gen z things i've heard of in a while that just yeah. sounds exactly like TikTok. <laughs> I mean, stereotypical <laughs> Gen Z right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's 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 the new thing, right? Um, technology is going to keep getting more and more like that. But, like, I, I guess, like, say he this uh, a boss gets emails, 100 emails with just paper resumes, right? You you might stand out if if you make a video, you know. You never know. Yeah. How uh how's uh logistics going, John? How's the trunking industry right now? Oh, dude, it's all over the place. Um, did you guys hear about the uh the pipeline hack? I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's actually. To, am I gonna have to get get my trash can and bring it to the gas station and fill it up to save money? I actually I filled up both the truck and the SUV on Sunday just in case, but um, yeah, I mean they're, they're talking about pre-approving our fuel surcharge raises by thirty cents, which is pretty big, and that's in anticipation for having to pay these drivers more to run the lanes. And since we give them a certain amount of their fuel expense we have to budget more for that now. So like we're now directly making less money because of all this. So that's crazy. So I didn't know that, that, that you worked with, with gas trucks, like legit. I know you worked with gas, like gasoline. Oh, fuel. no, these are, uh, these are diesel trucks, but it's still, Oh, um, you mean like for uh, the trucks? Like, yeah, like actual, yeah, yeah. Transportation. Yeah. Uh, cost because they a truck can burn through like oh my gosh, yeah. they they get like nine miles a gallon so you know like the average run they do is maybe 150 miles but like three times a day so like i don't know dude that's like 50 gallons hey, yeah, yeah. Crazy. like damn, yeah. that's crazy so what but, that that exactly some somebody hacked a cyber hack on the fuel like can you go basically um yeah so i think the name of the the uh pipeline company is colonial pipeline and what happened was this anonymous group called dark side i think their name is like dark side 
um, hacking services or something. They do it for money though. Um, they they specialize in something called ransomware. Okay. So somebody's like, paying him to do that. Well, it's not that part's not clear. All they know is that I think Darkseid basically froze the pipeline and then put out this message: if you want us to unencrypt the network, so you know, like to actually let the pipeline function again, you have to pay us X million dollars. And if you don't, we're going to release all the security details to the public internet. And I'm actually not sure what happened, but it looked like it even got so far as to Colonial Pipeline, um, like asking the White House for like, hey, what should we do? Can we have some um, like help or some advice on what's what's crazy is the White House declined to comment on it. So they didn't want to be tied to it, I think. But I think I think the whole thing centers around there's a bunch of allegations being thrown around with Russia organizing something and maybe this dark side ransomware group is based out of Russia for strategic purposes. Um, and it, yeah. That, that from the US, right? Yeah, that fuels already in the US. It's in the southeast. It's this big belt that goes all the way from like the Carolinas to Alabama. It's kind of like a kind of like a like a U. Um, like this bend that runs through okay. and where it's where all of Florida gets, uh, gets a lot of its oil from. Jeez. So yeah, but, but the reason the oil is super expensive now is because oil's behind a couple days, which means that the gas stations that still had to fill up, they had to pay a premium to get tankers to bring gas to them. And that costs extra money because now we're taking gas from other regions so we have to pay extra to get that so that's where the cost comes from but the whole the whole goal of dark side was to basically cripple colonial because colonial is owned by i think i remember reading about the coke brothers not oh. not like coca-cola but k-o-c-h they're like you know 100 billion dollar plus family and it's it's like your typical attack on the you know wealthy white guys approach. So they were like, they've got plenty of money. They don't pay their employees. We're just going to have a ransomware attack, and they're going to pay us for it. So it's that's crazy. It's it's crazy how like like the 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 internet's so great and everything, but it's crazy. Like if you know how to hack into something, like oh. you really can. Like like anything, like Yahoo, AT and T, like Apple. Like it's kind of scary how this is like possible. Oh yeah, it's like something you hear out of a movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like a sci-fi movie, but like it could happen. Like, like I find our whole like our whole grid couldn't like somebody could hack into that. It's pretty sketch. Yeah, what am I saying? That movie movie stuff uh, a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, can you guys hear me through this uh through this microphone? Uh yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, perfect. Is my voice clear? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little better, actually. Yeah, it sounds a lot better. Um, Yeah, one of my friends got their identity stolen through uh, UNF. He said that UNF sent out this, like, envelope to to him, and they were like, your data may have been breached in a recent cyber attack, blah, blah, blah. And then his credit cards froze, and I was like, holy shit, was there anything you did? And he was like, no, just came random out of the blue. They some guy bought like two hundred dollars in Adidas off his debit card, so it's just that. It's it's insane. 
So, Stephen, I want to hear about the structure of the commission over there at uh, Traditions. Like, are you hooked up to getting paid from them yet, or is that are you too? So, so fun thing is, yes, I actually have. I've gotten uh, two paychecks already. Fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. No. So, have I explained to you like? The I, I think I did once, but like you want me to completely go through it again? Yeah, I wanna I wanna get a refresher on this. Okay, okay. So so there's so like again like we get paid more than one way, right? Because we're not just a uh like a sales real real estate company. We do tenant placement and property management, right? So yeah. um so for for tenant placement um. I get so for for tenant placement. If if an investor says, "Hey, um, I want you to list my place. I don't want you to do property management. I just want you to list it." So it goes into the MLS and all the websites. Uh, we charge the company charges uh, one month's rent for that, and um, so we do. We put on the MLS. It goes to from the MLS. It goes to all the, all the websites, and say 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 somebody told. Yeah, let me not, not explain it like that. So, so of that of that first month's rent, it gets split into into thirds. Traditions gets a third, the the listing agent gets a third, and the rental agent gets a third. The listing and rate and rental agent can be the same person, or it cannot be the same person. Um, it just it depends. Um, if 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 you find the the tenant, or somebody else in the office finds a tenant. Um, and so like, yeah, boom, that's how it goes. Uh, in, in simple term terms, if, uh, if, if it's a thousand dollars, then, um, and, and, and I find the tenant and I list it, I get six hundred six hundred and $666 and, uh, the company gets uh, 333, but so it, it, it actually can get complicated. So, because, um, if, if another company, uh, refers a tenant, then they take 10%, but they're not allowed to be the rental agent since they're not from our company. So, so they would take 10% off the top and then we would, it would be split into thirds again. Uh, that, I don't know if that kind of made sense. <laughs> um, Sounds complicated. You kind of understand <laughs> that part of it. That, so, so that's just tenant placement. So yeah. So, so, yeah. so I just, so I, uh, I, I haven't listed any place yet. So like on on my floor duty shifts, right? I'll 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 get calls and, and they'll be like, I, I want to see one two three Main Street, right? Uh, I'll I'll show them the place. I'll give them the application if they want to, if they uh, fill out the application and they're accepted, then then I then I get as um, as commission, I get one third of that first month's rent for tenant placement. That makes sense. Yeah. So for, for property management, um, so that's uh, consistently working on investment property, uh, being the manager, the, how that commission works is 10% of, of uh, every month's rent. So if it's, if it's a single family for $1,000, then um, I'll get 100 bucks every month for doing the property management. But say it's 10 units and each one is paying $1,000, well then, hey, there you go, then... I'll get a thousand dollars for being the property manager. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, so, so, 
when you're the property manager, um, when, when you're doing tenant placement for a place you, you manage, we only charge, we, we only charge uh, 66% of the first month's rent uh, to place the tenants since we're doing the property management. So, so that's when, uh, if, if, if I'm the, 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 the rental agent for that place, then, then it kind of gets chopped in half and you kind of get screwed a little bit, but it's makes sense for the property manager side since they're already getting paid like monthly. And then for, for sales, uh, pretty basic, uh, just like any other company, um, the 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 standard rate is a six percent of the sale price, three percent for the rental agent, three percent for the listing agent, and and uh, that uh gets split. That three percent gets split uh with the company and you, depending on whatever your split is. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute to get used to it too, but uh. It makes sense after you hear it a few times, but yeah, um, I got so and what so kind of funny, like it kind of um, makes sense. But I kind of got my my first three checks are really small because any any commission I I get is split with my trainer, right? So so I was I should have gotten like two hundred bucks for this rental placement. I got a hundred, whatever. He helped me through it. It's all good. But after my third one, I'll be uh, more, a lot more by myself. So uh, I'll start uh, getting paid a lot better. And like I told you, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last time. Is I officially am partners with um, partnering a sixteen-unit property management with somebody else. Uh, so I will be getting that commission. Kind of interesting how, how that is. Um, all, all, all the, all the runs obviously come in at the first of the month and then after all those go through accounting and everything the owner gets paid first and then we get paid uh mid to late uh of the month um for for that work okay so like two weeks later yeah yeah and then so since we're partnering up with it that 10 percent is going to be split between me and the the other property manager right but for which, which makes yeah. sense um it's still like it's 16 units right so it's it's not it's not uh nothing um and like me get, getting to learn like is a crazy good experience um would you guys get the 100 um will you guys get a full one month's rent for each of the 16 units for if you place tenants in each of the 16 units so no because that's property management right so we get uh uh, two thirds, sixty six percent. Um, we 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 charge that to the to the owner. We charge for any property management. We charge sixty six percent of the first month's rent to place a tenant. Oh, okay. Who's managing the property? Is it you guys or is it the owner? And another agent at the company. Oh, okay. There there is an owner. Like the owner has nothing to do with our company. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. I see you guys do a locksmith check during the tenant placement section. Um, are you on the website right now? Yep. <laughs> are you? Uh, what? What are you on? I'm just curious. Uh, traditions. Traditionsjacks.com. Yeah, that's it. 
here's your face, Steven. Steven Oliveria sold Where? million dollars of real estate. No. <laughs> My face is oh, actually man. not on the website. I yet. Um, search this up. Wait, I wonder if it does have pictures. Oh, it has agents. Here we go. Yeah, see. but 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 I'm not on there yet. Uh, that's for sure. Oh, most of these people don't even have pictures in it. Just has their names. And yeah, black um, and white. This is so dreary. What the <laughs> hell? Okay, who's the name of the? Uh, there's a guy on here named David White. <laughs> oh yeah, there is, and I see him all the time. <laughs> and I always think that. <laughs> all right, who's this Jeff Staggs guy? He looks pretty legit. Jeff, nah. Um, so it's kind of cool, actually. Um, so. There's there's uh five people that like started the company like I don't know how many years it's been it's been a while that traditions I think it's been ten more than ten years yeah it has been more than ten to twenty years um but uh yeah it's it, it was five five agents from another comp another uh, real estate company and the company was like going down. And, uh, and they decided one, only one of the five had a a broker's license. So she's like the, the owner broker, but there's five partners. Sally Uh, Suslack. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the big boss right there. Oh, so she's like your superior or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, I kind of like, I'm a independent contractor, right? So, but But uh, like, but yeah yeah, exactly like if i have any questions if i have any help like she knows like she like yeah she basically knows the most but there's five other there's four other people that um they're basically um they they all have their broker's license i'm pretty sure at this point and they're all super knowledgeable and been been in the business for 20 plus years all of them pretty cool yeah no it's actually kind of funny npr actually reached out to sally um like last week um to talk to ask questions about the 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 real estate market right now kind of cool there's like a oh uh, an article um let me see if i can pull um, her up on linkedin yeah she i actually looked at her stuff the other day um not crazy information on linkedin uh we don't need like she's more old-fashioned doesn't use that as much but yeah she's definitely there um pretty cool no like there and we're we're actually pretty um con uh connected with uh don't know uh with the the realtors association of northeast florida and like she uh a lot of people in our company have been like on the board and stuff like that and like uh yeah we have a lot of a lot of good connections even though it's like a small company yeah she seems like she knows what she's doing so, oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. She would know a ton about what's going on right now. She's yeah, been doing she, this for like 30 years. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. No, she knows a lot. She knows a lot. Especially about like in, in the, the, the Riverside market, Avondale, all that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's basically a, a, a big encyclopedia of all that information. She's been doing this since 1977. That's like the... forty-five years. Holy crap! Yeah, man, she is so smart. She really is. She like you can ask her. I I I was talking to her the other day. Uh, I was just like, hey, can I get a one-on-one with you just to talk about stuff and like how that's awesome. Successful. That's really great. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny. They she started the property management brand, like branch slash section of in, in the other company, and um, and so some people didn't like it, but like like she like like that's like such a cool thing, and like it helped it helped her make business like like crazy, right? Like knowing um, all those investors and like selling their places, like like it's like you can definitely make a lot of money from that. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah, she she, she owns. Uh, I, I I forgot how many units she said, but she owns like a few different properties that have like multiple units. I I don't know if it was like twenty or she twenty to thirty units she owns at least. Uh, yeah, she she definitely has a lot of sources of income, which is really cool. Definitely want to be like that <laughs> one day. Hopefully in quicker than 45 years. I mean, she looks like she's in her 70s, so... Or yeah. 60s. I, I mean, don't but know. Like, yeah, but, like, I, 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 at this point, she, like, <laughs> loves her job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's she's just uh, having fun. Like, but, it, yeah. but yeah, no, for, for sure. You know, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. Um, when, when, One of the, the, the questions I, I asked her the other day was, uh, what do you... What do you wish you had done when you were younger that you that uh that 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 you didn't do and uh like out of nowhere didn't expect this she was like i wish i would have taken more risk like i wish i would have started traditions earlier and i know i could have done it and like it could have been more successful like like we could have been 10 years older like if i would have done it and like i regret that kind of crazy like damn like that's how important it is like you know people are scared and it makes sense but it's like you kind of have to go for it, you know. Make that business, man. Get the get the American dream, you know. You know, um, I asked a um, a janitor or a, yeah, a janitor at, at USF that question. Um, he's like sixties, sixty, and he's gonna retire in like a year. Um, and I saw him like every time I came back from the gym in the morning, and I asked him that question, and he's like, "I wish I stopped smoking weed." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, <a> different... <laughs> that's not what i thought you were gonna say yeah I, I, that was a funny answer <laughs> oh <laughs> hey uh he's still smoking weed to this day <laughs> <laughs> no no he, he stopped but uh hey like, i'm not smoking it, it smoking it but i would low-key invest in it man like you can probably make a lot of money um with like now 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 that it's like legal and everything like medical dispensaries and stuff like that. Hmm. um well, right. well I, I was gonna say something uh completely went over my head oh my gosh about i just that. like hearing about the i like hearing a lot about this uh, oh oh so fire. so what, what i heard is uh smoking i i don't know if you guys are gonna realize this like so 21 i mean uh smoking is is uh is uh is uh you, you you can only buy smoking products like tobacco um o- over 21 like federally but if you're a small business that did that uh that have a that like is a smoke shop in Florida you can technically uh s- um buy tobacco products when you're 18 but it's like officially going to be 21 um you don't you don't need soon. a license or anything no so you, you so refer right now in Florida 
there's a, some smoke shops that are legally allowed to sell to people that are 18. Because oh, it's okay. not because it's like it's a it's a in in Florida, uh, if you're not uh, a national chain and you're just in Florida, Florida law still says that you can smoke, um, that you can buy tobacco products um, uh, at the age of 18. But now it's like about to change, apparently, like in October or like in a few months. I heard that, too. I heard it was about to change because I went to talk to this guy over at um, um, Vape Lounge off a beach. It's this really big one across from the Sam's Club. And the dude, I was asking about buying um, some solvents in bulk for just completely unrelated things because I've read that it's really um, common in some vape products. So it would make sense that for them to make some of their stuff on site, they probably have it in bulk. And he said that he wouldn't sell it because it's a in short supply and B um, he didn't want to risk like selling outside of his contract because supposedly this year, the FDA is really tightening down on like what a smoke shop can and can't do. And apparently it's harder than ever to make a smoke shop because mm. the older one, kind of like the seatbelt rule with like cars that are older than whatever don't have to yeah. have a seatbelt. Well, like yeah. smoke shops that like get built now, they're going to be automatically subject to the whatever, the DEA, FDA, all that extra shit that's not subject to the older ones. So it's like he gets grandfathered into better. Yeah, that's going to happen in a lot of places. Uh-huh. Um, they, yeah. You see... Joe Biden wanted to ban menthol and flavored. Uh, I saw that. That's people are going crazy. Scary. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, it's yeah, direct imports. <laughs> yeah, right, all, all all the new ports and everything. But um, but uh, yeah. no, I I doubt it's gonna happen. But uh, interesting, like, like I don't know, like I I I I don't smoke, but like, isn't there better things to do than like be dealing with this right now i don't i don't i mean i thought that was interesting when i heard that because it's almost you know just by the numbers like newports are a very um demographically concentrated (laughs) cigarette no it's very targeted towards um african-american people because newports are just it's like it's almost like a stereotype you know like no it is so banning these would be almost like making them more expensive or just like, why are they, why is he doing it? And seeing as to how one of his big like voting, you know, or one of his big like running benchmarks was like getting the black vote. Like I'm, I was really surprised to hear this I, too. hundred percent. Me too. hundred. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah. But uh, then again, are we surprised? <laughs> I don't even know what you should be surprised at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good lord, that was yeah. That's crazy though, dude. Those things are like eight bucks a pack. I don't. Yeah. Smoke oh my it. gosh. That's yeah. Now thing. at a kind of weird. At my old Publix, only customer, only like the the the, the team leaders, kind of you could say, uh, where a lot of get the the cigarette products. But at this store, anybody can. Kind of weird. Now, like in this store, anybody even under eighteen can go and grab them real quick. So so now like I have all the people saying I want and it's crazy man how many different like cigarette uh cigarette uh oh, yeah. flavors oh, yeah. and types they'll be like Marlboro uh, uh extra light short one hundred seventy two zero like and like it's kind of crazy it's like no not that one that one that one <laughs> like I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> 
like 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 especially Marlboro, they have so many different like they probably have at least ten different uh types of cigarettes. It's kind of insane. Dang. But um, yeah. I mean, I think I mean. Tobacco products in general, though, are, are definitely, uh, like, becoming less popular. Uh, like, what, what do you think? Like, in, in, in 10 years, it's, 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 it, it is kind of crazy. Like, like I think um, I think the Jewel and, like, flavored vape products, they really did uh, spike the smoking of uh, people in, in this age. And this, like, I thought smoking was going to be dead in, like, 10 or 20 years, basically, but... Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, sadly kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, die. Next topic, I guess. <laughs> I, but, I really thought it was gonna die like around like our high school time when like I I thought that was like the peak of the jewel, like sophomore year, junior year, twenty sixteen ish. But apparently, yeah. it's more popular than ever. But then you see more like advertising for don't sm- don't vape. Yeah, but it's like. Are, are are those even more, like? Yeah. Uh, do do those work? <laughs> they make some know. pretty good commercials, but I mean, the people don't care. Nobody yeah, cares. Exactly. You're addicted. You're not yeah. choosing to smoke. Like you're addicted to it. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think what's crazy. I think like, I I think our like freshman year, uh, like um, teen smoking was at an all time low, like very very low, and um, and I think it was the worst. Like what? 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 I kind of saw it freshman year in college, man. Like it was insane. Like at, at UCF, bro, you would just see them all over the floor, everywhere, every, every like. I I'd say like sixty five percent, seventy percent of people like had it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I'll even tell you, like I I I had one. I I I had some type of thing for for a few months i kind of got bored of it but like yeah it was like it was like crazy crazy like literally every person had one um careful steven don't say anything that's going to incriminate you on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) well it it was a it was 18 though so technically i was good because it was during because that was the year before it turned um to 21 yeah, so I was thinking oh. I was like completely legal to buy it. Um, what year was it where like the life expectancy backpedaled for the first time in like three decades or something like that? I think that was our <laughs> senior year in high school. They were like, okay, okay, yeah. you're actually expected to live less than whatever your parents or not your parents, but like your mm. I don't I don't know. I know it backpedaled, but I don't know how they yeah. calculate. No, but it, it it is crazy, and then. When kind of my end of my sophomore year, when Jewel got in that big lawsuit, they're like nowhere now. Like no, you 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 never you'll never see them anymore. But now all these other companies, yeah, like just have these crazy flavors, and they're they're like reaping the benefits because they're not like this known brand Jewel. But like now there's just like pineapple, like lush candy, fruit, strawberry, literally every flavor you could think of, like pina colada now, like. <laughs> and it's like now now like um like like synthetic weed like that you can smoke um like through like vapes like those those are flavored too now 
I'm pretty sure. Um, so uh, crazy stuff. But uh, I'm kind of done talking about smoking. Uh, Aaron, how's the <laughs> how's the 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 lawnmower and stuff? Do you how how's how's the truck? Is it uh, uh well, it's, it's still it's still working, which is good. Okay. Um, it's moving. Yeah. So when you press the pedal. Just, <laughs> yeah, everything works pretty good on it. Um, we just, to be honest, we just need customers. Um, so, and that's what uh, the postcards thing were. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how, I, I wonder how like Facebook ads work. Like, do you think so that I've could possibly heard, be a I've, thing? So I've heard on um, from like other YouTube like lawn care, yeah, businesses. Like, if you're gonna do a Facebook ad, you you like really have to target um people like uh you know okay. you want that old old cut old customer base um uh and it's really hard to like uh, yeah like the, the old customer actually, base isn't I, on facebook you know <laughs> like um i've actually uh, done a little bit of facebook ads back in like freshman year of uh, college so i was like and you can really narrow it down on like um age uh uh, demographic. Uh, really? What for? Uh, what for? Like what area? Your freshman year. I did a like a. I tried my luck at an e-commerce thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a, like it lasted about a, a week, and then um, actually no, it lasted about a month, and then I can't. I gave up on it. <laughs> I wasn't really invested in it. I was like, can I make money off of this? I don't know. Let me try. So. Uh, yeah, never okay. did. Okay, so. okay. John, how, how about you? Do you did, did you buy the truck? Yeah, I bought the truck. Um, I'm how paying. Did, you, did, did everything go fine? Like, you remember, you needed the paperwork. His mom had to come and sign and everything. Did everything? Oh go yeah, very well? yeah. His mom came up. Um, I actually just checked the bank's website today. The lien fell off the car, which means that in the bank's uh, balance sheets they now recognize there's no liability on that car because Jacob paid it off. So now Jacob's able to order a title, which he did today. And I mm-hmm. should in 10 days, take that to the DMV pay sales tax because I chose to report it. <laughs> hey, John, there's nothing wrong about it's okay, that. John. It's okay. Breathe taxes. I have, 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 have you seen like the, the, the meme now that uh, like when I, it's like a, somebody at a, a, a restaurant and, and they're like, and they're 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 gonna tip the, the the waiter, but but they're like, this is a gift, so which means it cannot be taxed. Oh <laughs> yeah, <be> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck the government, man. They can come back and listen to this podcast all they want, <laughs> but you know, Mr. Libertarian. Um, no, okay, so keep going. So oh, wait, um, I think I was gonna say something. Okay, no, so what you said was was was, was really interesting about um what, what you said. So he had to pay off the car to get the title. That's what you said, right? Right. So in so when you buy a house, it's kind of interesting. Some states give you the title even when you have a mortgage. Uh, I I, I think oh my gosh, I forgot I forgot what it's called. It's like a it's like a called a title state or uh. Or something else. Certificate of title, I think. Yeah. So, so in Florida, you get your the title the day you get the mortgage, like the day you sign all the papers and everything. But there's other states that you don't get the title that you get the title after you pay the mortgage off. Ah, kind of interesting. Interesting. I mean, I know that I know that the title I have for the house shows there's a lien on it. 
Yes, so, but like you have the title though. Right, right. You do. In, in in other states, you have this other certificate that isn't the it's not the title. It's like a sort certificate of like of ownership and like use or something, but it's not the title. Like in a car. But uh, yeah, but uh, okay. So 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 keep going. So he he got the title and then he you reported it and everything. Well, he, nah, we're still waiting for the title to come in. But I'll take it to the DMV and get the get a license plate for that car for that um truck. I actually don't know how that's exactly going to work because um I need to have some license plate for my car for the Escape. I don't know if I'm going to drive the Escape anywhere. But are, are you just gonna like not like you because now you're gonna have two cars are you, are you just gonna uh, not drive that one take the insurance off of it well I was looking into taking the insurance off of it because right now I'm paying about two hundred eighty dollars a month in insurance total and supposedly you for some insurance companies you can have this option you can select store and it like basically is for if you're just holding the car but you're not driving it um yeah. It's like usually 10% of your typical premium, but I could not find anything like that for USAA. So I'm paying full price, but I intend to sell this car in the next two months. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. whatever, it's an extra, whatever, $300, I guess, $200. Um, but no, right now I'm enjoying the luxury of driving two cars, whichever one I feel like for the day. <laughs> I will, um, I will enjoy that because I have to pay for that. So, um, um, oh yeah anyways back to lawn mowing though i did get another customer it was an older customer that i used to have i dropped and then i noticed their yard was overgrown so i went back because i had some i had some space to take on another customer literally just put a note card in their mailbox i already told aaron this and she texted me back same day hey i'd love for you to mow my yard let's set it up for every friday so, so like dude that's what that's what uh when people know you like you, that's how did easy you, it is did you upcharge her kind of i actually <laughs> used to charge her i used to charge her 30 dollars for every cut because she has a relatively small yard but i'm charging everybody 35 now and i wanted to keep all the books on the same page so hey, i just said yeah. i told her 35 and she was like yep that sounds fair to me so that's, um, good. that's really good and then and then steven i was telling aaron this too but Dude, pressure washing is so lucrative, man. Like, I'm looking into getting into that. Just like how how much is like the standard rate, like an hour, like? Oh my gosh, for an oh, it's more. It's more based off the job, I'd say. But like a standard driveway, regular length, probably two hundred dollars. Dang, that's pretty good for like how long? How much work you think? Like an hour? Maybe, maybe two hours. Maybe two hours, I'd say. Because it takes into the account like the equipment and the gas for the engine you're using and the surface cleaner and the chemicals and okay. that stuff. No, it's yeah, it's that's like definitely. a step up from lawn care, basically. Plus, it implies you know how to use the equipment, which is always yeah. <laughs> like a premium. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of um, funny when when anybody hires you for something, they expect you to be like an expert, right? But it's like yeah. <laughs> exactly um that was on the that was on the podcast ryan surehan he's like he was talking about like yeah no one knows that you're 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 doing this for the first time as like as long as you're honest but like no one asks the question of like yeah okay how 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 long have you been doing this if you know what you're doing like or if it sounds like you know what you're doing is like the most important part like yeah yeah if you're confident (laughs) If you're confident, no one asks. Yeah, if, if if you're confident and question. you don't like have to say um or like question That's what so you're true. about to say, 
hundred percent. And I thought it was really funny um, when 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 you said like her 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 lawn was overgrown, right? And so and you just gave her the card. It's like Justin, like the Wolf of Wall Street, right? When he says, um, uh, "Sell me this pen," right? And it's like, um, "Hey, can I get a pen to write down?" I don't have one. Well, boom, there you go. Like she she obviously didn't have a she she wasn't gonna mow her own lawn, and like you would, and she's definitely like lots of like gonna pay for that. I think her husband was supposed to be mowing the yard, and then right, but... like, let me ask him if he still wants to mow it. Nope. Okay. Yeah. When can you? Start? Yeah. No. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, Aaron, you gotta you gotta tell us about some type of marketing offer you have for us. Like, what if uh, what if I stroll on down to Riverside and talk to someone into using your lawn service? What kind of royalty would I be looking at? <laughs> What's my uh, What's my referral fee? Um. I'm I don't know, man. How about um, how about let me save you the hassle, no royalty. I just want a flat fee, okay? Yeah, I probably wouldn't do a royalty to be honest. Um, <laughs> royalty would get messy. You'd have to be yeah, on. No, Plus, uh, it would just I'm be just taking saying. off my. Uh, but uh, kind of funny. I'm already like, like slimming profits down. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's, he's already. <laughs> well, I, um, kind of funny I, about the marketing though like like as a, a real estate agent like i have to sell myself like i just i just took um some some like nice pictures right so i'm i'm trying to like make like, i i just made a business instagram page uh i put my linkedin i made it like like as a real estate agent I'm, just, I'm still not done with it but like like i i need to make a facebook page and everything like and i i might even get facebook ads to do that and stuff like that because like like yeah i i have to sell myself like as a real estate agent yeah steven i already followed followed you <laughs> hey nice on, um, the, on your new instagram but oh shit here what's it called steven um it's uh steven o realty Um, it's kind of cool because so there's a a feature on Instagram where if if you click on a business account, it shows you like how many people have looked at your site, like all the analytics and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just I was just doing that with um Google. Um, I was trying right. to get my um, uh, McAdams Lawn Company up on Google. Um, as like a business. That's legit, so, bro. So when you look it up, it like pops up on the on the right hand side, just all of that stuff um yeah no that's dope but, yeah so i submitted the the application or like oh really so like now i have like if if you like type in mcadams lawn service it'll like all show up and everything yeah 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 that's really cool now i don't have a website so maybe i should do that but, you know <laughs> yeah I, I have to get now now, like now you have so. to pay for like if somebody looks for like landscaping in jacksonville like your name pops up first <laughs> yeah um that's funny. Yeah. What are those? SEO. Called? SEO, search engine optimizations. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if 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 you guys knew this right, but instead of like marketing as an agent, what a lot of people do is is they buy leads. Like they they will uh, pay for companies uh... like 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 Zillow or any like Realtor.com or any, anything like that, and they will like pay say Zillow like a hundred bucks a month, two hundred bucks a month. To like to uh, like if somebody goes into Zillow and they're like, find me an agent in Jacksonville, they'll like, they'll 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 give you the people that are subscribed to their lead uh, lead generation. Oh, 
kind of cool. And a, a lot of them suck, right? Like, um, a lot of people just get bad leads. You have to really, like, know what you're doing. Um, but to, yeah. some people at the same time, they'll they'll make money. Like, again, like, if, if you get one one listing, uh, one uh, is, is a few grand, you know? So it, it is worth it in some yeah. yeah. I just uh or I paid uh fifty I think it was like forty five dollars for a hundred postcards. But now it's like I just have to like focus my my um or I'm kind of like re coming or like coming up with a marketing like, <laughs> like campaign or whatever marketing strategy because um I'm not I'm I'm not gonna walk like uh, to a hundred houses or whatever that I don't even know if they they actually want it. It's hey, like the, sometimes it's 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 the hustle, man. Like, ex- yeah, it, it but... sucks. It's like I I wouldn't blame you if you didn't do it because like knocking on a door and like like in this day and age, like hi, how are you doing? Anything? It's like it's a soliciting, right? It's like oh, it's like the worst forever. <laughs> but like, hey, man, people like that. That is a so, a, a way. Like e- 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 even like they, they they tell you some people do that in real estate too. Like some there are mm-hmm, people that knock mm-hmm. on doors. So I um, mean, so yeah. Steven, oh, what do you think of this? Uh, so like I've I've uh I came back from my my forty houses right that I yeah. I went in, and I was like, um. Okay, what if I is there something in, like I don't know against the law or whatever going to um or I had an idea of looking up on um realtor on at the recently sold um houses yeah. in Riverside um and there's a lot of them uh and just like going up to them and like handing them a, a postcard I don't know if there's anything against that but... I don't think it is uh no um uh, kind of funny actually how... so you can kind of do the same thing um as an agent if um if if there's an so you it's illegal for me to um to tell somebody that has an agent already uh for a for a listing it's illegal for me to say hey um i i can be your agent i can do a better job right but it isn't illegal after their their like contract their listing has expired say it's usually for 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 three months so if, if if the listing was on the MLS for three months and it is now expired, you are allowed to call those people and uh, and like tell them your services. And that's that's a big part of cold calling. People will take that list and uh, and start cold calling and be like, hey, um, I saw your listing was expired. I uh, can do a great job, blah, 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 blah. I'm the best agent in the world. <laughs> you, try to, you try to get that. Like a lot of people cold call that way. Steven, I think you should rename your Instagram to Steve O Realty because Stephen O flows off the tongue worse. Um, so, you know, what's kind of funny One one of the, 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 the five partners, right. The agents, they, they told me to say it like Steve, no realty, <laughs> Steve, no realty. <laughs> and they said that that's like super catchy and that I should use that. I should tell people that. I mean, like that would be funny. Uh, um, I kind of don't like it. I, I think it's a little too cheesy. But hey, what if uh, what if own. what if you have that and you're you're selling like I don't know, like a million dollars worth of real estate? <laughs> I mean, he's got some realty. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a funny thing, but uh, I don't know. I don't know actually. And you, you know, it's kind of funny. At at first, I thought so. Uh, 
Realty and Realtor is a is a trademark name. Um, yeah, it's actually like association. Yeah. So like I it's um and and I was kind of scared at first because I, I didn't realize like if that was illegal or not for me to do that. But it actually isn't as an email address. But I cannot make a website that says Stephen O Realty. That's illegal. Unless like un- unless like I am a uh, realty company. You know why is everything illegal, dude? What the hell? Yeah, man. Like, I mean that that's everybody wants to, their little stake in money. Like you can't put a little song in your YouTube or you or, or your YouTube video, you'll get it taken down. Like every oh. nobody wants you to use their. Oh. There's shit. There's stuff. You know what, uh, John? You know what? Um, so the 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 uh, Nathan's boss, uh, Charlie, or whatever. Um, he told me to not uh, or get rid of Lawn in McAdams uh, Lawn Company, so I can like expand into other places. So like, <laughs> he was talking about like where you could just expand into. Like anything you want, basically. Um, I think yeah. Like a, a lot of people say that to make sure your name is kind of broad, so you can do other stuff. But like, I feel like I, at at this point, you're you'll be okay because lawn can mean like a lot of like I don't know. Yeah, like when people yeah. think lawn, they 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 also kind of think of like just anything outdoors, landscaping, everything. I think of I think of pesticides, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, roof cleaning. I think of anything bush removal, tree removal, like yeah, minor exactly. stuff. I mean, I mean, cause like, yeah, I mean, Aaron, I know you want to do other stuff too, but lawn service keeps it very clear cut. It's very oh. easy for the consumer to know what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. Oh, trust me. I didn't, I wasn't going to change it. I was just like, that's yeah. an interesting way of, way of looking at it. So, Hey, I mean, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't change it either, but that's cause I'm from, I mean, an owner of St. Nicholas lawn service. So <laughs> I see, hey, I see. Right. So I'm a bit biased there competitor from across the across the it, river when we're looking at florida yes i am one of your competitors i'm not a big competitor but hey you're you're bigger than me though <laughs> i'm dormant yeah <laughs> oh yeah true that's funny at the um, aaron if i was you i would not stop with the 40 flyers like first the first thing i would do is get oh. your mom to to post that um to post into yeah, that yeah. next door thing like that's a no-brainer like yeah i need to get yeah. on the, the facebook and next door and but next door is so guarded it's you need like an invite to get into um the neighborhood really? which i technically have yeah. in the neighborhood so like, it may play well I, I know it's less professional if your mom's like hey my son's doing this but it may play well with like neighbors know your mom she carries more credibility in the neighborhood I yeah. don't know. She could push your name farther, I guess. She's she's honestly like in a a uh in a what's it called? An influencer. <laughs> she's an influencer. Yeah. Aaron, what what street did you say you live on? Herschel. So so you live like right right next to, to, to Yali, right? Um no. She, uh Yali lives like uh I thought she lived in her so, she, she told me she lived in her show too. Yes, yes, but her show is like three different streets, all in the same line, but they're broken up. So like you have the first section of her show that goes. But is it like Park straight? Street. Is it like a straight line? Yeah, it's like in a straight line. But, but it's just like, like a long uh, road. Yeah, it's just a long road, but it's like it's like broken up. So like um, near um, Willow Branch, it the my street stops, and then um, that's when like Yali Street like uh, starts again Jesus, like the, bro uh, riverside yeah. is so like i oh my gosh it's still it's so crazy because like 
uh, like I, I feel like as an agent in Riverside, I'm I'm supposed to know Riverside, right? And it's so confusing to me living in Arlington where everything is so like the suburbs and everything. It's it, it drives it's... me crazy. <laughs> because like like just like to me, right? Like I like it like I I've never seen yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you you've been there your whole life. But it's like to me where it's like 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 I have to take my car everywhere I go. It's not just like these little blocks that change like so quickly like different um mm-hmm. like types of people and like like a- areas just change like from one block to another you're like somewhere else completely yeah it it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's it makes me go crazy like am, am i like like her shells st john's avenue riverside avenue post street king street it's like whew, i'm going crazy mm-hmm. yep I, I i have to like study though <laughs> i i have to farm the area i don't know if that's f- f- farming is a is a real estate term it it means like pick um pick like a specific geographical location and just completely work on that and memorize like every street in like a say one mile two mile radius and like like know literally every house that comes to the market in that area so just like and that's how you like kind of can produce more like you have all that information about that place so yeah. if it comes to you you know Stephen, keep throwing in uh, terms from real estate. The viewers love that. They like to learn. <laughs> okay, great, great. Farming. Interesting. On the, on the sub notes, we have to like uh, set up a little tag. The viewers just love learning about, you know, real estate terminology and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it reminds me like in the, the bigger pockets, Aaron, when, uh, when, when they're like, Go to our show notes on biggerpockets.com to learn about this. Yeah, we're we're too poor to have a show, show we notes. We have to have show notes. We need uh, <laughs> we need to make a, a website now. Uh, that's a, How much work that's do you a... want me to put into this? Oh, man. Aaron, what am I paying you for? <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, here. Okay, I got another word for you. Moratorium. You, you guys know? No. I, that's like a dead person. What is that? Barely no. I thought too. Um, so, so the U.S. government moratorium on meaning that you cannot that the, but the bank cannot foreclose on you during the pandemic. I weren't was I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, I knew about that. So that is one of the reasons houses because like banks can't foreclose on uh, on right now so uh, is a that is what um they 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 know that the bank wants to sell that place and get get rid of it because they're, they're already lo- losing money on it so they would go all cash offer boom the bank would take it and you know they, they could flip it real quick or make an investment property and since that isn't uh a thing right now that's a big reason why um any literally any house on the be a family house can get a cash offer 10 grand above asking so quickly and then everybody else is screwed so yeah so um but good thing is the the moratorium has gone on for like a year now and um i think it's september that it's supposed to end when that if hopefully i'm every realtor in the nation is crossing and every investor is crossing their fingers that it ends and they don't make another extension. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the supply of houses will increase dramatically, dramatically. Uh, but uh, 
and like that's gonna be insane right like we're gonna be way more houses a lot of people are gonna be able to afford houses now because nobody but like yeah that would just help the the, the real estate market in general completely right so so kind of like where how how does that help, help me right so i wasn't aware of this at all is that the the bank need real estate agents to list these houses that are in short sale and foreclosure and that is called an reo agent real estate owned agent right and the the bank they literally hire agents to list these properties and they can be from any company right so i've been talking to somebody else in the company like two people in the company actually about i think i will i'm gonna start um cold calling banks and applying to be their their reo agent for these foreclosure homes so they will call me and be like hey just sell it now put it on the mls now, and would you get would money. you get in trouble if you let's say a bank comes on like uh comes to you with a property are you like not allowed to buy it yourself so yes that is very true uh, so if i am a uh that's the question i can't buy you can you can i can't can't oh shit yeah because like, actually, because you can like screw them over. <laughs> yeah, it's like tampering with FDIC stuff, right there. I guess. Um. Yeah. I have a, I have a question. Go. Um, what do you guys think of uh, the eight point one million job openings? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think that people need to get back to work. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd rather stay home and collect the unemployment. <laughs> no, that's, not at, not in Florida. That's not happening in Florida. You you I you you almost can't blame them, right? If the government is giving you all this money to, to have your ass, like, like, why wouldn't you stay home? Like, and not so, work? so I've learned that um, in New York, with all the. Um, the government um, unemployment checks and everything, um, they're getting paid like 800 a week in unemployment. In, uh, if, in you, Florida, if you get everything. so Dude, you know what's crazy, man? So as a cash public, like um, the, the, the requirements for, for MC, and I, I'd say about forty percent of people at Publix are using uh, EBT to pay for their groceries. Forty percent, man! I literally, I almost everybody I will look up and they're using their EBT card, man. It's like blows wow. my mind. Damn! Like, like you. And like, and if kids, man, you get off. Money, hundred dollars. Damn. Apparently, there was um in the in the U.S. Uh, a report that came out that said um only like two it was like two hundred and sixty six thousand jobs were like employed or whatever and it was estimated that like close to a million more um supposed to be um over these uh people that are unemployed and yeah crazy well DeSantis is um completely getting away with the or 
Yeah, he is. I I, I heard about that too. Yeah, he's he's just abolishing the unemployment checks. Uh, so many people are gonna hate him. What was that? So many people are gonna hate him for that. He's gonna get a lot of public uh, dis disapproval. Well, I I well, feel like everybody like they hate him already. Anybody that hates him for that hates him. Yeah, already, yeah. You know they, I mean? To be <laughs> honest, they already hate him. And everybody because... that likes him for that likes him already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's kind of little that he can do to like piss off any any more people. <laughs> Good point. But, yeah. I think he's so I don't know. Cool. Florida, Florida, oh, like, so how, how many? You, you know how many years that. he's been governor? I mean, yeah. Um, Rick Rick Scott was the last one, right? Um, when when did Ron Santa? No, I think you're right. Um, but man, I think he's so cool. Yeah, he's he's definitely doing a good job. I think he's doing a yeah. good job. John, you got any stories of your doing stupid things? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, right now, a lot of my, because uh, it's tax season time. Well, I mean, yeah. it's arguably late into tax season, but. A lot of my coworkers that get paid in commission, a lot of commission, the um, TMC doesn't take their commission. They don't tax their commission when they give it to the employee. Yeah. The employee has to take the commission at the end of the year and pay it and owe it to the government. So a lot of them are just griping about that right now because they never saved the money aside. (laughs) And at the end of the year, now they owe like whatever four or five thousand dollars because that was ten percent or whatever of their commission, twenty percent of their commission, and they can't pay it. <laughs> so it's like, did you do this math? And they'll it's be- like, you knew that was gonna happen. Like every like, you know, they don't want to think about it. But yeah, same right. Thing, same thing's gonna happen to me. Yeah, I mean, it's any job that's you know paid variable. The government, the the company finds it easier to just have you pay the taxes and take them out yourself. So, For yeah. Business is that um, if I don't make a profit, I don't make I don't pay taxes. Right. <laughs> uh, no taxes paid if my Gulfstream jet just depreciated by a million dollars. Yeah, for real. Yep. But back to the uh, back to the labor thing. My coworkers were arguing about that because around TMC, the building, like Nukes, Chick-fil-A, and Zaxby's all had signs up that were like, due to short staffing, we're on open. Or like I think Chick-fil-A said, due to short staffing, there's a limit on the amount of food you can buy. Really? And yeah, it was crazy. And so a bunch of my coworkers, like half of them were saying, well, that's because they get underpaid in the first place and they need to be getting paid more. And this is going to be a good reset. Which I agree with to some extent because if the employers weren't paying enough to attract the workers, I mean, whether or not that's the fault of the government from giving out additional aid, they need to pay more to incentivize workers to come in. Um, But with that being said, this all started because of the aid that was coming in. So it's really hard for me to listen to someone say 
that they have recommendations for how the business should be run when they've never run a business before. (laughs) So, hundred percent. Everybody has their uh, the genie comments or like yeah, talking to somebody, but you don't really know. Yeah, right. Nobody, nobody forces anyone to work anywhere in the United States. So, and the only time you're even close to being forced to look for work is when you're collecting unemployment because <laughs> they want to make sure that you're actually actively looking. But which at the same yeah, time is like, how how is that? Like, do you yeah, just have do to write know? down where you asked for a job, <laughs> like on a piece of paper? It's like, I believe so because that's what Paul told me. Paul told me that um one time when he was hiring. Or he was interviewing this guy. The guy flat out told him, "I'm just here so I can say I went to an interview." Oh my god! <laughs> and I think I think he has to. I think they have to like write down the phone number of the place too, just in mm. case the officer or whatever parole. I don't even know what they the caseworker. Yeah. Have to call the place, but I bet I bet you there's tons of people that are falsifying. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, That's... there's people that like have been writing those things, like like. The service hour forms at Kenny, people are just right, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Florida's in a state of emergency because of the um, uh, the pipeline shutdown, by the way. It's a lot of gas right now. <laughs> I think that's something. <laughs> yeah. That's that just kind of happened like crazy. an hour ago, not so, or like, two hours ago. It, like a line, like kind of insane, dude. I hope not. My mowing company is gonna go down the hill, man. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, I stocked up. I have like five gallons worth. We're good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go. Oh Probably not God. enough, but you that's know, insane. Whatever. I'm telling you, dude, logistics runs everything, bro. Logistics is everything. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I think it's really interesting, like, you you talking about it. Like, I, I never knew what logistics was, like, in high school, right? Yeah. It's like, now you realize it's, it's like, all, all, all these jobs that, like, you know, you don't see every day it's like, it's in the background. They're so important. It's basically the backbone of every single business. Yeah, like, grocery store, all of that stuff. Yeah, like and any any supply chain, right? Like, yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm writing about right now, Stephen. I have to write 500 words on what is supply chain management. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I feel like ha- having to write that. It's so different than like having to do logistics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I feel like you get a real picture. You're like actually doing it. Man. Oh, another another um interesting part about logistics since we're talking about that is last week was they call it um road check week. So it's uh the Department of Transportation. I think they call it DOT week. The Department of Transportation basically informs all the carriers in the United States ahead of time that they're gonna be doing an increased number of road checks, they're gonna be checking carriers, um for like you know busted taillights missing mud flaps improper load securement like that type of stuff so because dot at the department of transportation is so strict most of these carriers literally just take a week off and don't call anything during this week 
just to avoid the fines. That's so funny. That That's ridiculous, wow. dude. <laughs> so as a result, the carriers that are on the road still hauling because they have nice enough trucks and nice yeah. enough protocol to not get pulled over, they charge like double. <laughs> they charge. Wow. That's, that's so directly funny. how I see regulation play into, you know, the marketplace. Wow. That's so crazy. Like, there's so many, like, things, like, um, like, the, like, you don't realize our thing. It's like, like, the, oh, the, yeah. the little tricks people do to, like, not do stuff. It's like... and, and when I first learned about it a couple months ago, I was like, wait a minute, why are they worried about DOT? Like, don't they don't they do, like, DOT inspections year-round? Like, isn't that something that happens every day? And, like, one of the guys in my office was like, yeah, I mean, you can always have a chance of getting pulled over and getting fined for something like that. It's just that nobody ever does it. And I it's just, like, like literally th- th- There's not that enough one. do it all year long. <laughs> That's kind of scary, like, to think about, like, one day, yeah. I, I, I always get so behind a truck i the whole thing's gonna open up and like kill me (laughs) (laughs) like when when like the 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 what the 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 tree trunks i swear that thing is gonna break open or 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 if it's cars if it's like a bunch of cars in the on the semi they're all falling down and just destroying me i always think that every time even you have a logistics phobia (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people have that, like, like that that big two tons of sand in the back of the truck about to fucking go down on you, Jesus. But uh, that's that's crazy. Like, yeah, like imagine like that week. Oh, we have to get this shipment done now. Let's get a truck. Holy crap! It's so much. Fun. Yeah. But it's like right. it, it's crazy because like. I mean, I would think that like, like you you said TMC has their own trucks, right? Yeah, we got like four thousand flatbeds. So then, like, I I would assume this is like a corporate company that your trucks are like that meet those requirements, right? The DOT requirements. Is that? Oh, true? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It really just affects our office because we don't use TMC trucks. We use, you know, really? the stuff. Yeah, we're uh, we're your your brokerage. Right. That's where, yeah, yeah. That's where, um, in like modern logistics, the difference between transportation and logistics is transportation is like implying that we are providing the means to get your freight moved. We're transporting it us. And then logistics is we are going to provide the means by which the load gets moved both with our freight, with our, um, equipment or without, we're just going to make sure there's a way it gets moved. So, so your, so your branch, your broke, like, is yeah, like you, you don't deal with TMC trucks at all. Your sales department gets all of the leads, to, right? To do to just to like any any company, like really any any company, company that needs stuff moved. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, okay, so say so say a sales guy has a lead. Do 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 they just give it to like your manager and they're like they like the whole report and it's like this is what you have to uh do like manage it it pretty much starts with um the the sales reps will call out for usually the georgia concrete providers 
that's a type of freight we specialize in. And it's easy to land those customers because we can always say like, hey, um, Best Block, that's the name of one of the companies in Georgia. We have a ton of trucks in your area and we move quickcrete loads all day long. So we can move your loads too. We're already used to the type of cargo and we have trucks in that region. So it's very, it's very niche what our office does. So we don't, we don't like usually call on random shit. Like, you know, Uh, some of the other offices at TMC, they'll call on like one office will be doing less than truckload and they'll be doing intermodal and they'll be doing runs versus us. We're doing mainly just like, you know, Southern region, Southeast, some Texas stuff, but. So, so, So TMC, they really deal with a lot of different things. Oh yeah. So yeah, like, I'm, so are, are, are there some like logistics teams for TMC that just deal with TMC trucks? Yeah, those are called the asset teams. That's the asset division. Um, mm. they, the equivalent of a sales rep in a brokerage office, like my office, would be a fleet manager in an asset office, because the fleet manager actually has the ability to dispatch trucks at his own decision to yeah and to which customer to dispatch them to but then so at that point you're not looking like if 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 it's like a tmc truck branch you're 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 not looking for trucks to you're 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 not looking for trucking companies you're looking for like supply like material companies is that right yeah i mean like because main most of the time the asset side they're either looking to buy more trucks or sell trucks Okay. Um, right now they're looking to sell trucks because trucks are so expensive right now. And I think to free up some cash flow, TMC wants to sell some trucks, but okay. I'm not involved on those decisions. How much is a truck? Do they... <laughs> um, oh, well, I know that we have the Peterbilt 579s. And <laughs> I've, so heard, I've heard <laughs> that those trucks run about $500,000 fully loaded. Yeah. Wow. Which is going to be your top good. 1% of all trucks on How the many, road. Like, so, so that's a 16-wheeler... Um, like how many feet long is it? That's uh, 50, 53, I think 53, 48, 53. It, it, it's crazy. Like seeing like when, even when, when you're in your car, like you don't realize how big that, like when you're like, when I, uh, like when, when I was in, in grocery and Publix, like when, when you like get in one of those, you don't realize how humongous those things are, man. It's oh, yeah. insane. Um, that's crazy. I, I, that's really interesting. So, so let's say what, what 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 you're doing, John? Is would would you get paid more or less if you were doing it for TMC trucks? I would say, uh, probably more. I think so. Because I I mean, if not equal, I mean, I'm pretty much at the bottom, mm-hmm. so it's really only up from here. Okay. Um, do you have to have like experience to do the TMC trucks? Is there like a different type of? Um. Well. You pretty much need to live in Des Moines because I think that's uh, <laughs> where they do most of that stuff at. There's some terminals in other states too, but nothing in Florida, Georgia. What, or so what well, What does TMC move mostly with their trucks? Um, you know? They move a ton of John Deere stuff, Home uh, Depot. Um, they've got contracts with – I think if I go on their website, I could find some more. But John Deere and, and Home Depot are like the two big ones. Uh, Okay, so so go back to what we were talking about before. So the the sales rep in your branch gets a lead, right? What do they do after that? So once they get a lead, they're gonna give them a call and figure out if it's a viable, you know, business opportunity. And yeah. 
what usually happens is a request for proposal. So an RFP and that company is going to send over some test lanes and the sales rep is going to rate them. And the sales rep's basically saying like, Hey, if we were going to move these today, we could do them for this much. If the customer likes those rates or if those are saving them money, they'll usually be like, yeah, let's give it a shot. I mean, let's see if we can get a move. How, how long does that whole process take? Sometimes it can be same day. Sometimes it could be, really? yeah, it's super variable. When brokerage is really no, like, there's no like rule book. It's just That's all on the fly. It, it's kind yeah. of like a little bit like, 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 like property management, right? Like somebody will call it or, or you, you find uh, an investor and you kind of give them a, a, an appraisal. It's called a, a CMA of like, how how much their place is worth, what their units can be worth, um, with, okay. with with our software, and then like from from there you go, okay, th- these are all the services I can do, and if it's gonna be a good relationship. Yeah, I think it's like we have request for quote, and then we have request for proposal, something like that. But they're both like along the same lines. Oh, that's pretty okay. So okay, so. How long to okay? So how long from there till you are the logistics team for their trucks? Ah, so basically, like let's say that the sales rep sent over a rate and the customer liked it. So the sales rep is like, "Hey, we can move your load from Lithonia to Kennesaw for a thousand dollars," and the customer is like, "Okay, let's do it." So now we need to enter the customer in the system so they get approved through credit. And they get a credit limit put on their comp on their company because we do everything kind of open account. So mm-hmm. now once everything's good to go in terms of credit, we need to find a truck to move the load. Ideally we already have one because for like moving the first load for a brand new customer, you want to like make everything perfect. So it yeah. starts off on the right foot. So I'm just going to assume there's a truck already available in this case, but sometimes there's wait, not. So, wait, so, and this is not a TMC truck. No, 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 no. So this is so 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 you're finding, say, the cement company, and then you're finding a different truck too. Yep, yep. That's a uh, exactly what they do. But that's two different people. Yeah, that's two different people to do that though. So so are there sales reps for material and then others for trucks? Yeah. Yep. Sales reps for customers, and then you have sales reps for carriers. Yeah, they're called. I I didn't. I didn't realize there are so many steps to like. That's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the LSR finds a customer. The CSS then finds a truck, and then they make it work. If there's money to be made, they'll move the load. Yeah. So. And then, so are these usually like one-time contracts, like one load, or can this be like a yearly like contract? Like, oh yeah. So the accounts that I work on, I work on Quickrete, and that's the biggest account, and that's like one of the biggest ones in the company. Yeah. And because it's so like we've been moving, we've probably moved over five thousand loads with this one customer. Okay. It's all contracted. There's no more negotiating. Everything's set in a contract um so like loads auto populate with the rate already in them but and... say say i uh i'm like a new customer well will you um do like uh just first like what do you do you like i think like you said you'll do a few like test loads is that right and then you'll kind of see yeah how it goes from there yeah we would have to have you send over some like some like lanes that you guys typically need to get covered okay. covered just means 
moved with a truck. So we would be like, yeah, give us some lanes you typically have to cover. And we would give you a rate on them. And then if you like those rates, then you'd be like, yeah, let's do it. But if okay. the rates that we give you are more expensive. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, like, what's a rate? Like, can you tell me that? So a rate is typically going to be like your price per mile. So um, it's anywhere from like a dollar seventy-five to like three dollars per mile, up to four dollars per mile for your. And um, for a lane, a lane is just start to finish, like an end point, a start and an end point. So yeah. like a lane would be like I don't know Jacksonville, Florida to Sacramento, California. That's a very long lane. But if we were to say, yeah, we would do that for three dollars and twenty-five cents per mile, so it'd come out to nine thousand dollars or whatever the total is. Interesting. That's crazy. So, mm-hmm. so what is it? Okay. So then you, okay. So, so you have this contract with the, with this huge company. So like, what did you do today? Like for them? That- okay. So today specifically, yeah. um, I actually had to deal with some, you know, how I was talking about the rates auto populating into, the contract loads yeah so we don't have to negotiate for this stuff anymore they just auto populate well today i had to build some loads so basically the customer tendered over some loads to us over this exchange called edi which is electronic data interchange and i needed to build them into our system so that just means some like basic data entry as well as making sure the rate looks good and if that's the case so like so like you had a you had a load like a new type of load that you needed to right right yeah and i just need to like approve it into our system with the rate on there so that then the css team the guys that go and look for trucks then they know they can start looking for trucks for it which typically are the same trucks they're using a bunch of times okay so okay what about like on like what do you mostly do what's like an average day like is that Probably 20% calling drivers directly, asking them really? where the freight is. Uh, 20% calling Home Depots and Lowe's because I definitely have to set up a ton of appointments. Really? Just to okay. make sure that when the drivers do deliver, because QuickCrete mainly delivers the Home Depot and Lowe's, I got to make sure that when the driver delivers that load, the Home Depot is going to unload that driver yeah. and they won't have to wait. And then the other now, honestly, the other 60% of the day is more variable. Some days it's a lot of processing um, the bill of ladings that the drivers send over. So basically making sure they're getting paid what they're supposed to, that they delivered the right load, a lot of background work. But then some days it could be a lot of building loads. It really just depends on the day. That was, you know, this sounds so interesting. <laughs> it's to, to be honest with you, it's really not. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's a like it, it's, it's a lot of putting number, putting letters into like software, right, and like paper. Yeah. Stuff. So that's but, like, it, it's, yeah, but it's it's like, <laughs> but it's it's interesting, like as like a whole, right? Like, like I I had no idea that like that there's like a company like i, I guess I, I didn't realize that there was property managers either right but like that they're like you are a different company that gets a different company that has trucks and that and then you need a different company that's that has the material and then you like put them all together like, oh yeah yep that's exactly like, to, to, to think about that because like to me i thought 
every company had their own trucks that they would uh, move their like not, nope. to to be. <laughs> and you want... like I, I guess it makes sense because like like not no most companies don't have 500 grand right to, for a truck right so, right so nor would nor would they start off with the with the peterbilt they would never buy one of those first off i mean they probably go used or something oh yeah Dang, but, uh, that's crazy. So here's where it's super confusing that's that's like a perfect case scenario of how the system works oh but, yeah i can't imagine the problems you can have how, how many times have you had like a truck go to the wrong home depot oh i had like uh i actually had one today and in a situation like that um he didn't take it to the wrong home depot he just took the wrong order to the right home depot so in that case oh. the home depot was actually the one at fault because they weren't supposed to unload him but they still did really and signs for that freight they're accepting to pay for it and they uh, so like you know, that so- that Whoever signed for that, they're in trouble. That, like I said, yeah. the manager that signed for that. Is <laughs> and I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of a deal because that Home Depot, yeah, it technically didn't need 896 uh, bags of play sand that day, but they were eventually going to need that stuff. Because mm, okay. they probably just threw it. You know, like if you ever drive behind a Home Depot, you'll see a bunch of pallets stacked yeah. up outside. They probably are just holding it outside. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's even Home Home Depot even has a part in like making sure everything is correct and that they're getting the right stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Crazy. And I, okay. I, I, I would have never thought that you had to that you had yourself had to contact the Home Depots. Oh yeah, that's that's a lot of that. Um, I probably call on average ten to fifteen Home Depots a day. Now, that's because I work in Georgia, and a lot of the carriers call the Home Depots themselves, which is really helpful. But over in the Carolinas, they call Home Depots 50 to 100 times a day. Like, it's because really? it's just a lot more hands-on. Yeah. Of it. Okay, Dan, that's crazy. So, John, do you, do you deal with um, uh, FOB, Destination, and ship, Shipping Point type stuff? Really, none of that. No, okay. I've not had. I've not had to utilize any of the stuff I've learned from international. Um, I, I know that our terms of payment are collect, not prepaid, but that's pretty much the, that's pretty much as far into the into the definitions of logistics that I've gotten into. I mean, I really, it's really an entry level job. You don't need to know logistics to do it. It's just a great way to learn the um, yeah. Like basically, like I feel like. Um... Yeah, yeah, it, it of, sounds like, super service. complicated, like, but I'm assuming yeah. it's more like putting numbers into graphs and stuff, and like yeah. you talking to them, Devos. But that's pretty. It's pretty cool though, because like I mean, it's an entry level job, but at the same time, it's not. It's not like cashiering, you know. It's not. Yeah. Like, right. Parts, you know, it's not like. So that's a, that's pretty cool. And I mean, there's, there's definitely some perks to like being there for a year now. Like I haven't really learned anything in a while just because it's, you know, it's like, it's just not that much you can learn from it. You got to like move on to the next position. But I I mean, being like a senior logistics coordinator, like I definitely get to hire people to add to the team, uh, give cool, like, like, yeah, you learn other skills health. too. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's like, just like a bonus like type thing. And, um, yeah, I was actually just telling Aaron today about how our bonuses got cut so bad, dude. Like, <laughs> really? Dude. Dang. Wait, when were you talking to to Aaron? Am I like the 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 third wheel here? I'm I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, because Aaron was at the gym. 
Oh, really? You've been going to the gym? Uh... Wait, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I've only been going these past two days. So, Monday, I went by myself on Monday and then um, uh, teamed up with John and Jacob on or today. John, yeah. are are your off days still Monday and Wednesday? Um, yes, they are because school just started up again. So, I got to take off Monday and Wednesdays. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, yeah, I might be able to go on. No, I can't. Thursday? No, literally <laughs> Monday and Wednesday are like one of my biggest days. Are my biggest days, like to to go to the gym. Um, but uh, Tuesdays, I okay. Here's the thing. I I I love going in the morning, and I'm definitely not going. Um, like that's just me. And I I also kind of it's kind of interesting. I I hated going to the gym before by myself. Now I'm just like just so used to it that. I can put on headset and just go, but yeah. I'll definitely try to catch a workout after work one day and go to the go to the one on university. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. Okay, wait. I wanted to tell you. Okay, so for like how that was like perfect case scenario, but like okay, so right now it's super complicated because I have, I want to say somewhere around a hundred loads that are unpaid because we don't have the documents to pay the carrier. Um, we oh. don't have the, we don't have the documents to prove that we delivered the load. And that's because Brilliant. the carrier has failed to provide the documents. So it's this one specific carrier called Greenbush and they're suspected to be double brokering. So what that means is Steven. So you know how we're talking about the, we have to go find a customer. Yeah. We have to find stuff to move and then we need to go find a truck. Yeah. So in a double brokering scenario like this with Greenbush, we found a truck. We thought it was Greenbush, but then really what Greenbush did was they went and found another truck. Oh so God. the whole chain looks like this carry. It goes customer to us, to carrier, to another carrier, to a, potentially another carrier. That's it's a crazy. double brokering. So, so Greenbush, they have their own trucks, but they're not using those to, Move your right, they're almost <laughs> they're the exact same That's thing we're doing. They're yeah, so they're because they figure, oh, why do we need to use our own trucks? We can make a good chunk of change, just like TMC is, <laughs> by calling on the same carriers that TMC calls on. Why? Oh, so literally, here's where it gets interesting, because. One of the carriers Greenbush called on was another carrier we call on. So we were almost paying Greenbush to call on carriers that we already talked about. Oh, my gosh. Now, it's all just super, like, because it gets (laughs) so screwed up. Is that illegal? So it's called a 4PL agreement, and technically we never signed one. So, yeah, it's not legal in the context of our uh, contract. Like, I guess we could default on paying them. But, you know, like, I don't know if there's adequate <laughs> proof to say that they're they're doing this knowingly or whatnot. I don't know if – okay, and then at the full, end of the day – Full disclaimer, here's, John doesn't know anything. <laughs> full disclaimer, yeah. I don't know yeah. any of this. But – the, at the end of the day, we have to get these loads moved from the plant because trucks are in a shortage right now. So we'll take a truck wherever there is a truck, however much it costs. So Greenbush somehow has all these trucks. We're forced to go through Greenbush, even though we know they're stabbing us in the back, hiring some of the other drivers that we can't get. So 
on some of these loads, we're literally making $1 or negative. Like we're losing money on these loads. We're just trying to keep the loads moving so we don't lose the or piss off the customer. Wait, wait that's crazy. Um, you, you, you don't get paid? Like how, how does that work? Well, I mean, for example, one of the loads was supposed to move for 900 bucks because yeah. we were going to, because we quoted the 900 bucks is being paid by uh, the customer. The, yeah. The, the concrete people. Yeah. The con- quick crate said, we'll give you guys $900 for this lane because they yeah. know we're probably going to find someone to move it for 750 or 800. So, yeah, you know, 10% then, so, to 15% so, so you're margin. Paying green bus. So, so you're paying bush the, the money. No, we paid Greenbush a thousand dollars, so we lost a hundred dollars, and because of that, we now are in a position where Greenbush has control over us because they're able to find cheaper carriers, and mm. we're risking the Quick Creek going straight to Greenbush. So it's like, dude, it's it all comes down to getting good rates. Crazy. If you have good rates, you can find you trucks. If you have, bad, all, yeah, wow. yeah, but. You know, it's I've learned enough about it to know that it's very cutthroat. 3PL side is very cutthroat. There's not a lot of money to be made, but it's a great, you know, eye opening experience. I mean, it's like cutthroat businessman, people will stab you in the back so fast. Like, you don't. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then, and then the lady at Greenbush, she sounds so nice. She's like this sweet old lady. but like, but at the dude, same time, like people, dude, clients, man, like people that need to rent the place. I didn't realize people can be, man. Like they sound so nice in the beginning, and oh my god. Oh yeah, dude. Just to find one rent, uh, it becomes a whole mess. Oh yeah, man. It's dude. I'm debating right now. This. This um, response paper thing I'm supposed to write for this class has to be 500 words, and I'm only two. I'm only two days into this class now. We already have to write a response paper, and it's only worth five points out of the whole 500 points in the class. So I'm I'm thinking she might take off one point, maybe two points if I make it 200 words. But I really don't give a shit because it's five points. The assignment's only five points. Do you think you can just fill it like full words, like? Just God, I'm, I'm only 55 words in. I'm running oh, out of I, shit I to say. <laughs> no, um, but I'm. I want to tell myself to get to 200, and then maybe I can be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't see we had that 500." So you have to have 500 words. Oh my god, 500 to 600 actually. Wait, is, is this, it just supply chain management? That's the class, supply chain management. Yeah, but like, what, <laughs> what's the what's the paper on? Like, what's the question they're asking? What is supply chain management? Oh, that's it? Okay, I think we can write 100 words. I feel like with your like logistics background, that shouldn't be a problem, is it? Yeah, but we got to read the chapter, and I don't even have the book yet. So I'm reading uh, off this. I'm reading off this free thing I found online, which is supposedly the free chapter one of the book, which had uh, tied me over to get the book. But, you know. You're like, it's, it's, it's 1% of your grade, so... Yeah. Like it, it, it's yeah. not as generic as, as it is. that kind of. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get 300 words and be like, oh Wait, yeah, I didn't know we had a. Is it operations and supply chain management or just like? Uh let me see what it's called. 
Um, it's called TRA4155, Supply Chain Management. But wow. the first the first chapter is called um, the first chapter is called Supply Chain Management. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is this course? No. Oh my god! Sometimes courses are whack. Dude, and then <laughs> the first topic in the in the chapter one: what supply chain management is not. <laughs> oh my god, oh, man! That sounds like it. Wow. I don't know. This is the class I have to go to for three and a half hours every Monday and Wednesday. Is that your only class during the summer? No, I got financial management too. Uh, yeah, and let me guess. The... Yeah, oh, you sound good. Because like sometimes, sometimes. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh my! The podcast is gonna get that. Oh man! <laughs> it makes that little ding sound when he leaves. Well, uh, I guess that would be the end of this podcast. Say bye, John. Bye, guys. That's all for now. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen wishes he said bye, but you know, he doesn't like this. So, <laughs> good talking, to you guys. See you next week. <laughs>